hope you're doing well. Welcome back to a brand new edition of the Ariel Helwani Basketball Show. And if I'm being honest, this is an interview that I have been trying to secure for well over five years. I first met Kristaps Porzingis online because he's a big MMA fan. And as you may know, I typically reside in the world of MMA. And as a lifelong Knicks fan, you can imagine just how exciting it was to converse with the unicorn, with the pride of the Knicks at the time, uh, about mixed martial arts. It was great, but I always pretty much, you know, kept it cool. At some point, though, you know, wanted to cash in that chip and interview him about his great NBA career and what a journey it has been dating back to when he was drafted by the Knicks in 2015 and, and honestly beyond that as well and prior to that as well. And so he has finally agreed to come on my program and what a great honor it is. I am so excited to talk to him, especially now because he is coming off an amazing season with the Washington Wizards. It feels like it's all coming together for Chris Depp's Porzingis. He seems comfortable. He seems happy. He's coming off one of his best seasons, his his career high as far as points per game, uh, steals per game, field goal percentage, and pretty close to career highs and rebounds as well, block shots too. So he's had a great, great season, relatively healthy, 65 games. He's got some big decisions to make in the offseason. And so today on the program, we talked to Chris Daps Porzingis about his great season in Washington, what it was like getting traded to Washington, what went wrong in Dallas, and of course, what went wrong in New York as well. Had to talk about that. Also, his big summer decisions and his summer plans to play for Latvia, his home country, in the 2023 FIBA World Cup. We cover a lot including his love of mixed martial arts and who his current favorite fighters are. All that and more on this edition of the Ariel Hawani Basketball Show with the one and only the unicorn, Christophe Porzingis. Enjoy. All right, I am so excited about this interview. Dare I say, I have been uh, tracking this man down, perhaps even hounding him for about five or six years to speak to me. Uh, in a format like this, and I finally found him. I have finally located the great Kristaps Porzingis, and I've been bothering him, and sometimes I've been wondering, am I bothering him too much? But he finally obliged. He finally said yes. My main man, Kristaps Porzingis. How are you, sir? Thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you, Errol. Uh, all good, man. All good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm so great. I'm so happy that you're here. In fact, I don't know if I ever told you this, um, 2015, July of 2015, in fact, uh, my 33rd birthday, which was a big birthday for me because I grew up a Patrick Ewing fan. So number 33 was always my number that, you know, he was my guy. I'm, I'm sitting in the um, JFK airport on my way to go cover UFC 189, Conor McGregor versus Chad Mendez, if you recall. And I know you're a big MMA mm -hmm. fan. I'm going to ask you about mm -hmm. that. And I'm mm -hmm. sitting in the terminal, Delta Terminal. And all of a sudden, here comes this really tall, lanky, white boy from Latvia with a bunch of other guys to my same terminal en route to Las Vegas for summer league. It was you just days after you got drafted oh, shit. and no one said a word to you. And I was like, you know what? I really was annoyed at how the media had covered the pick, you know, Stephen A bamboozled this and that. And I went up to you and I said, don't listen to anyone. Don't listen to Stephen A. New York has your oh, back. And, and we took yeah, a picture. Yeah, 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 we took yeah, a picture yeah. together. That's yeah, the first time yeah, I met you. You remember this? You don't remember. There's no way you remember. I, no, this. no, no, no. I now when you said that you came up to me, I remember something. I don't remember that we took a picture, but I remember something. That's interesting. 
And actually, I was sitting right in front of you on the plane to Vegas, and I couldn't help but, and I remember your legs being like so stretched out, and I couldn't help but think, here's this kid coming from Spain via Latvia with all the pressure in the world. That whole season, Knicks fans were wondering, who are we going to get? Who are we going to get for people start, you know, criticizing and all that. And I was just like, I can't imagine the pressure on that kid's shoulders. And so could I ask you, like, do you even remember, were you super nervous? Were you like, you know, you seem cool as a, a cucumber, but going back now almost eight years, what do you remember from that first trip to Las Vegas as you were entering this NBA journey? No, you know, what's like when I was, when I was that young, I was almost like, um, I was almost like, you know, when you're young and you don't realize what's going on, that helped me in that in that moment, you know, because I didn't realize how big that was, how big of a deal that was, and like getting back drafted by the Knicks. So I was almost like ignorant to it, and I didn't care. So I have I felt no pressure. I was like, oh, for sure, I'm getting all this like criticism. For sure, I'm gonna ex uh, exceed expectations. So that was the only thing that was in my mind at that age, 19, 20 years old. So that kind of helped me. Wow. So there wasn't any part of you that was like, this is too much. Like, what did I get myself into here? Not really, not really. I'm, I'm telling you, I was just, you know, you're too, you're so excited too. Like I got drafted. That all these like great things are happening to you. So, in my mind, I was thinking, like I'm gonna exceed the expectations. Everybody's gonna, you know, love me. And and that was that was all I think I was thinking about. All I was like focused on. And as I said, it just helped me in that situation. Um, obviously, I want to ask you a couple of things about New York, but I wanna, I wanna focus on the present. Uh, because you just wrapped up this season with the uh, the Washington Wizards, and dare I say, your best season to date. Uh, you you were relatively healthy throughout. Your numbers were great, and I know that you were disappointed that the team didn't make the playoffs. But overall, how how would you assess this past season? What what kind of grade would you give yourself as uh, you know you look back at twenty two twenty three? No, I agree with you. I think like if you look at all the analytics, my best season by far. And as you said, you know, just not happy with the result as a team. Obviously, you know, playoffs is always the goal. Um, but I think the like steps that I made this season and, and how much I improved from years past to this year, um, like, you know, made me like, I, I, I proved myself right that the work that I was doing was kind of, uh, I'm on the right track. And, and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this summer where I think I'm going to, you know, keep keep doing what I'm doing and keep getting better and and uh yeah I'm at this age where I feel like you know I have I've kind of physically mentally in all aspects like getting into your prime and, and uh I think yeah just going forward is going to be even better I wonder if you agree with this uh obviously in New York a lot of attention a lot of media in Dallas the same to a degree let's be honest in Washington it's like a little bit off the beaten path right but in right. a way, is that kind of a blessing for you at this point in your career, coming off the last two stops, that there wasn't as much of a spotlight on you? You could just do work and not focus on all the other noise. Does that come into play at all? Uh, maybe, maybe, but uh, I don't know. I think it was just the right situation for me playing-wise, you know? Going from Dallas to, I don't think it, like, the bigger markets doesn't doesn't bother me, like, the, the thing is, like, I'm always basketball first. So I, it's true that I don't like to do a lot of, like, off-the-court stuff, you know? So when you were in a bigger market, they ask you to do more stuff. But um, but it wouldn't matter to me, I think. It's just uh, the situation, playing situation was the most important. And in that sense, like, I was in the right place. And, and, um, and yeah, just 
as you said, you know, playoffs would have been like perfect for this season, but but uh, but with the amount of games that we played together, I think it's you know it was it was pretty hard to achieve, and 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 hopefully you know if if I'm there in, in uh, next season, then then we can achieve that. Uh, initially, when you got the word that you were going there, what what were your thoughts like? What did you think of Washington and and the Wizards in particular? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I I had like a list already in my mind of you know where I would go if I, if Dallas traded me, and uh, Dallas, I mean, uh, Washington was up there. Wow, how Washington, come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just looked at the situation and I thought that could be a a good team. Main thing was for me playing. Like I wanted to kind of you know get back to having fun and like enjoying the game. And I thought I, I would mix well with those guys, with Brad, with Kuz, if he was there. You know, if he didn't get traded for me or something, and um. And yeah, and it worked out. And it worked out well. Uh, you said uh, just then, um, get back to having fun. Did you feel like you had lost no, some of the fun you know for what? the game? Those are, those are no, those are wrong words. Okay, uh, I was having fun. I was, you know, I was doing my thing. I was having fun. Just wasn't the perfect situation. Yeah. Right. I, I have heard you say that before. Not the right fit in Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. You always kind of stop short at elaborating why. Do you mind if mm-hmm. I ask you why it wasn't the right fit? Because I think everyone thought initially it would be the perfect fit for you yeah, once no. you got traded there. Yeah, I thought so too, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. We just, you know, we never like played to the, up to that level. And a lot of it's, you know, it's on me. I could have played better. Um, I think we had like glimpses before the bubble, then during the bubble where like I played at a really high level and we were kind of clicking and, and, and things were working well with Luca. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in general, just, you know, then I got hurt in the bubble. And then after that, um, it's, it's a lot of things, Errol, but like, I, I look at what I could have done better, you know what I mean? And, mm. and I can criticize myself now looking back, like, okay, I wasn't moving as well defensively. I wasn't, you know, my rhythm maybe wasn't as good in certain like parts of the season. Um, so I wasn't playing at that level that I'm playing right now, you know? Um, so yeah, all, all, all I focused on when I had to like fix my things was like, okay, what can I do better? No matter what else, what what other stuff is happening, and and it helped me help me like play some moments at a better level. Um, but uh, overall, I think like sooner or later it would have. Uh, this was the was going to be the result. Any part of you, uh, if I can ask, like you see what happens to them now kind of a disastrous ending is there any part of you that's like a little bit happy when you see that sort of thing you're like hmm serves you right no because you know what they always like treated me good they always treated me well and and everybody i I wish like truly everybody in the organization the best you know great people like were you know as i said were perfect with me and and i only want like good things for them okay um and and even if they did me wrong even even if they did me wrong like i would still wish them good things so so, but, but yeah, definitely like nothing but the best things to say about Dallas. And, and, you know, to that point, even in Washington, I feel like this is a new thing that's developed. Like maybe early on, people weren't quite sure what to think of you, all the stuff, all the drama in New York, and then this Dallas thing. And now I feel like the perception of you is ultimate team guy, so good to be around, uh, happy, you know, not a malcontent. Like, do you feel also in Washington that the perception, the way people talk about you and and discuss you and perceive you, has also also altered as well? Yeah, I think it's changing a little bit for sure. Um, it's but you know what is helping me playing better. It's helping. Mm. You know, that always helps. You know, whenever you're playing better, you can you know 
yeah, it's it's that that's what it is most mostly. But uh, yeah, it's good that the kind of maybe the negativity that I had like lingering from New York is kind of fading a little bit. Although the other day I posted, I tweeted something about Kyle Lowry, and Phoenix fans were obviously mad about the game and they were killing me. But um, there's a lot of like support still in New York also, and I think a lot of people have kind of uh, let me let me live, you know. So. Hopefully, uh, hopes. Hopefully, I don't get too much hate from New York. Does that bum you out? Do you wish you had a better relationship with New York? Uh, of course, of course. That's like, you know, that was like my first love—the city of New York, like playing in MSG. Uh, so, of course, I have like this—not the best feeling, you know—when I get this so much hate. But as I said, it's better. And of course, I can understand now how the fans could feel that way for how they viewed me at that time. And then I asked for a trade, you know, and blew my mouth. And then, you know, I get painted as the as the villain, you know. And and um, yeah, it's you know, it's but it is what it is. And, and my career is moved in this direction, and I'm I'm good now in Washington. Do you have regrets about your time there? No, no, not about my time there. I I enjoyed every minute so much playing in New York, and, and yeah, nothing, uh, nothing but great like memory from there. Uh, it's amazing because like, you know, Knicks fans loved you. They they adored you. I I you know maybe since since Ewing they didn't love anyone as much as you. Could. And also you were their guy, right? You were homegrown. You were a draft pick. Uh, if I can make this personal for a second, you're the first jersey I ever bought my son, who just turned eleven. Um, we wanted you. We wanted you to succeed so bad, and I think I could speak on behalf of every Nick fan. And so I think it was more like a jilted lover, right? When all that kind of, you know, crumbled. But yeah. the same Knicks fans, I would just like to say, like I, right now, far I, I didn't blame you for asking out. Who would want to be a part of that mess? It was a complete mm. clown show. Like, of course you would want to. Who wouldn't want to go to Dallas and leave that mess? So I think the same Knicks fans completely understood where you come from. We didn't want to acknowledge it or believe it. But I think the real, like, legit Knicks fans always kind of believe that you were doing the right thing for you, even though we didn't want it to be at our expense. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, and, and and yeah, no, it's it's in the past already. But it's, you don't like uh, talking about it, do you? Uh, no, no, no. I don't mind. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's tough for me to maybe like. When I'm done playing, I'll write a book and tell everything. You know what oh, I mean? Oh man, what a book, huh? Do we do we even know like do we know fifty percent of the story? I feel like we don't even know fifty percent of the story. I don't know. I don't remember anymore what happened. Yeah. But if I refresh my memory, I would I would remember everything. Yeah. You blocked. It. When's the last time you talked to Phil Jackson? Can I ask you that? Ah, uh, good question. I think we texted a while ago. Like not not like last week, but like a while ago. So. So yeah, I think I texted Phil. So you, you still or, keep no, in touch? No, no, no. I was I was talking to Sasha, and I think Sasha Wojcic, and he was with Phil at that moment. So they sent me a selfie, like I sent him a picture or whatever. That was that was actually recent. Wow. Okay. So you, there's there's still like a relationship there, or some kind of relationship? Yeah. No. I mean, not like a relationship where we talk, but you know, right. Stay in touch. No animosity. No. No. Of course not. No. Are you the kind of guy that I don't looks... know? Not 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 from my side. Maybe for, I don't know why he would have any animosity yeah, towards you. No. Are, are you the kind, like the Twitter thing you mentioned, do you read Twitter a lot? Do you read the comments? Do you, too much, yeah. Too much. How do you stop doing that? Uh, I have this like, uh, 
I put the time limit for myself, but I always like click the 15 nah, minutes or man. one hour. That's what <laughs> like, I do for I my kid who's 11. I know, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm on social media too much. It's like, I don't know, it fries my brain. I can't do it too yeah. much. So, so do you feel at times that it has affected your, your mental health, your mindset, mm. the way you feel about really, yourself? No, no, no. No. It's not really. No, no, no. It doesn't affect me. What's being said on there, it affects me how much I, I'm on there. And then I'm like, man, I just wasted an hour doing nothing. You know what I mean? That, that's how it affects me. Yeah. So you don't let it get you down? No, 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 no. No. No, of course you can read something that kind of like irritates you a little bit, but no. Who, like it depends on who says it to you. Know? Sure, if it's just some, some whoever, then it doesn't matter. What what about the night you got hurt against Milwaukee and and the subsequent days and weeks mentally? How did you deal with that? How how tough was that for you? Oh man, yeah, no, it was like even from that the summer before that season, I kind of like my knee buckled a little bit against the game uh, with the national team against Lithuania, and man, since that moment, I kind of always like felt something in my knee, and I was like. I don't know. I wasn't like, I, I don't know if it was like more like a mental thing. I'm like, man, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. You know what I mean? And I kind of had those reminders during the season, but I wasn't feeling like pain or nothing, but I think it was more like a mental thing. And, and when I landed that game, um, I was like, yeah, I felt like a sharp pain. I didn't know what it was. Um, and, uh, and then after that, they told me that I tore my ACL. Like, and I, I think maybe I was, Close to having something bad happen that game, the Lithuania game, uh, but nothing happened. So I, I think it kind of stayed in my mental for for that season, and maybe that didn't help me either. Maybe I was like manifesting it almost, you know? In a right, way. right, right. Um, but yeah, it happened, and man, when they told me the news, I I don't remember the exact like feeling, but you know, when you get like like a hot feeling or something like goes through your body, yeah, 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 shit. And uh, but then immediately, like ten seconds out. And I was like, okay, like, what do I need to do now to, to get back? And I was it. I kind of flipped the switch and and um, and and started working on a rehab. Was there any part of you that was worried you would never get back to the league or that you would never get back to how good you were before? No, no, because at that time already, like, everybody was coming back and coming back healthy. And what I knew was, what I knew was that I will need to take maybe more time than a guy six five, you know, that can bounce back like that. But other than that, I thought I was always going to come back and come back strong and, and, and fix it and just be back to normal. Do you remember what that first week, so now you, you came back as a member of the Mavericks, obviously, uh, right. a full season and a half later, the first time you stepped on the court again, what did that feel like? Man, I felt so different. I felt so different. Um, just the way I, I had worked and like built up my body, like physically, now I'm thinking, oh, I need to get like strong, so make sure I get no injuries anymore. And man, I just had no rhythm. I was so like strong, but like stiff at the same time, you know. So I just felt like my touch wasn't there, my shot wasn't feeling the same, like all these things. And it was 18 months that I was out for. And um, I remember that was like, I was like, man, did I feel this way when I played for the Knicks? Like I don't remember. I felt completely different. And. Then, of course, I started playing and I had no rhythm, no, like, in the post, I would dribble the ball and, like, turn it over every time. I'm like, yo, what is going on? So uh, then I just started working on my game, started lifting less and started working on my game again. And then as the season went on, like, after Christmas, like, three, four, five months into the season, I kind of started feeling back to my, like, old self in a way. 
And, uh, and that's when I started playing pretty good basketball for, for Dallas. Uh, again, not to interject here, but I feel compelled to to tell you this. Uh, so your second game back, regular season game back, was against the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, mm-hmm. It was on a Friday. I always wanted to be an NBA reporter, and this was my mm-hmm. first assignment working for NBA on ESPN. I was with Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy, and they let me be the sideline reporter. And you were playing, and we were doing this thing in the pregame called courtside, where like you interview the guys as they're doing the layup lines, but we couldn't get anyone to commit. So trying to impress, I suggest, I was like, you know, I'm kind of buddies with Chris Tapps, maybe I'll send him a DM and he'll do it. And I sent you a DM and you said yes, which made them very impressed with me. Ooh. And you did the interview <laughs> in the layup line. Now, Chris Tapps, let me tell you something. You know, like I cover MMA, I've been doing this for a while. I was so nervous that night because I'm working with Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy on ESPN, covering you, covering the Pelicans. I felt like my heart was gonna beat out of my throat. Like it was beating so fast, but you freaking, you came up and you said my name in the interview and you like kind of like dapped it up. And I was like, I freaking belong here. Chris Epps just did an interview with me. That meant so much to me, man. I can't thank you enough for that. You probably have no recollection of any of this, but it was a huge, huge deal for me. So thank you for that. Oh, that's awesome, man. No, that's good to hear. Yeah. So here you are helping me out again uh, with this. And then everything works out. Now you're in Washington and you've developed this great relationship with the Israeli-born Denny Avdia, um, which I think is really cool. Can can you talk about the 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 connection, like the camaraderie, the chemistry you have with him, because it's very fun seeing both of you interact on and off the court. Yeah. No, he's great. Um, we got close right away. Just, he's just, he's a funny, like laid back, funny dude. Um, has great energy about him, loves basketball. So we, yeah, we connected immediately. And, and yeah, and, and that's it. He's a little bit younger than me. He's kind of going through some struggles along the way. I see him and try to help him as much as I can. And uh, so our relationship is always like getting better. And, and, and this summer we're also planning to to get together for some workouts somewhere, maybe in Spain or maybe I'll go to Israel. Oh, that'd be sick. And uh, yeah, yeah, I want to. So it'll be cool. Yeah, me and, and Denny, we're, we're, uh, we're like brothers. Uh, so this is a massive summer for you for multiple reasons. Can you give us, no one's, no one's listening to this, so don't worry. Can you give us any <laughs> uh, insight into what you are going to decide? So if, if I'm correct, you have the option. You have a player option, right? You can opt right. in or out. Uh-huh. Uh, have you decided which way you're going to lean towards? Oh no! You know it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy because <laughs> because uh, Washington just cha- just uh, fired Tommy Shepard, yes. GM. You know, so some changes in the organization. Um, we'll see what happens with them, and then you know we'll go from there, I guess. Um, but uh, we'll see. What probably makes sense for me is to opt out and sign a new deal, but you never know. So kind of keeping all options opened. And, uh, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Like, I don't know, next couple of weeks or so. And then, um, once I hear from my agent, I'll let you know, Ariel. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, were you surprised with the news that they were parting ways with Tommy? I was, uh, I was. Why do you think they did that? Any idea? Uh, I guess, you know, result-based league, mm. you know, and, and we, didn't, we didn't make the playoffs, you know. With I told that to Tommy, I told that I told that to everybody, like, I've been in the league for a little bit and I've seen teams and, and I've seen, like, talent levels and I think the team that we had this season, we had enough talent to make the playoffs, for sure, you know. We just, you know, uh, like, Brad, Cruz, and myself, we only played 35 games together. Then, you know, every time somebody's out of the lineup and the whole dynamic for the team changed. So it's, it was never, we never got any like good rhythm. We had those six, seven games in a row. 
um, that we won. But that was it. During the season, we didn't have any like good, consistent like rhythm as a team, and and um, and at the end, yeah, the result is this, and I think that's what kind of was you know, maybe the trigger. How much does your decision hinge on what Kyle Kuzma will do? He is a, a free agent come summertime. Would you like to know what he's doing before you decide what you're doing? So of course, me and Kuz are close, and and you know we've gotten really close playing together. But I don't know what Kuz is going to do. He's crazy. He's going <laughs> to do. Something. I don't know what he's going to do. So um, we'll see. No, of course, I would love to to keep playing with him. One hundred percent. Well, your take on his style, like, do you like the the clothes? Are you a fan? Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it fits his personality perfect, you know? Okay. Um, would you like to, like, are you happy in Washington? In a perfect world, would you like to stay? Do you feel comfortable there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I love Washington. love the city. Um, the organization has treated me incredible. And, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's possible. Okay, um, so so right now you say you're leaning towards opting out and trying to get the uh, a longer term deal, right? I don't remember what I said. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How about Wes Unseld Jr., the son of the legendary Wes Unseld? Uh, what's mm-hmm. it been like playing for him? Uh, coach has been great. I actually talked to him today, and and, uh, and yeah, he's. I think from the moment that I got to Washington till now, he has improved a lot. Also, um, that was his first year. My first year was like end of the season was, was his first season, I think. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's like a workhorse, you know, I think he works a lot. He's always watching film. He's always like, he got, he knows everything. And, um, and yeah, just seeing how much he's improving. And I like playing for him. He's, you know, system is, is great for me and, and for my game. So, um, I enjoy, I enjoy playing for him so far. Okay. Uh, just a couple more and then I'll let you go. Thank you for the time as always. Are you going to play? in the World Cup this summer for Latvia? Yes, 100%. Yeah. I, have a, I have a favor to ask you. Um, unfortunately, you're in the same uh, group as my beloved uh, Canadian national team. Can you take it easy on them when you play Canada? Uh, Man, can they take it easy on yeah. us? They're going to have a crazy team probably. So yeah. that got to be easy for us for sure. Do you've got, you feel confident you guys can, can make a run? How do you feel about the team? Oh, of course. Of course. I have to feel confident. Otherwise... With that group that we have, it's it's gonna be tough. But um, but yeah, France and, and Canada, you know, they're strong, strong teams. So it's gonna be a challenge for it. But what kind of commitment is that for you? Like how 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 much practice? Like th- this is going down end of August, early September. How much do you have to actually commit to this throughout the entire summer? Uh so we start I think end of July, mid July, end of July. So it's you know the training camp is like a month long at least. Um, NBA is on in two weeks then you start playing already preseason or a week mm-hmm. even then you start right. playing preseason and kind of go into the season and Europe is always longer and much more preparation and you know um, so it's gonna it's gonna be almost I don't know half of my summer you know playing for the national team but but uh, it's a great honor always to put my jersey on put my nation's jersey on and and and, and there's nothing like you cannot compare like playing in the NBA to do playing with the national team, you know, you, you play for free and it's, it's, I don't know, it's just a different feel. And, and so I'm, I'm excited about that. You mentioned that you tweeted about um, Kyle Lowry. I saw you tweeting about Steph as well. Are you mm-hmm. watching the playoffs a lot or is it hard for you? Cause clearly you're, you're not so happy that you guys didn't, is it, is it tough for you to, to get locked no, in? 
No, no, no. I, I enjoy watching no matter what. But uh, I'm in Europe, so I'm in European time zone. So oh, I right. only watch the early games. That's right. <laughs> the, fan, the Knicks fans were killing me. Yo, it's the first time you're tweeting. <laughs> yeah, because this is like <laughs> early game for you. <laughs> That's why I'm watching. Right, right, right. Uh, can I ask who, who do you think is going to win? Um, my prediction is Boston. You think Boston? Really? Mm. Interesting. Mm. Why? They just they're just good the way they're playing. I think it was, oh, but they lost the first game. They lost last night. I was gonna say you were probably sleeping when they lost, yeah, no, right? No, 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 no. I checked the results today. Yeah, they lost, but I still think they're. I think they're the toughest team. Just the way they play, the way they can guard. On Sebastian, uh, my pick is the Nuggets. By the way, I think I think everyone's sleeping on the Nuggets. Uh, mm -hmm. And and you know you know fellow European Jokic. Him shooting more, him being as you know aggressive offensively, I think is huge for them. By the way, are you rooting for the Knicks? Let's clear this up. Rooting Knicks Heat. Who are you rooting for? No, no, no. I want the Knicks to do good for sure. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because also JB's playing there. I'm close with uh, Brunson. Yeah, and uh, I want the best for that guy. He's killing it this year, so I'm happy to see that. Did you expect him to do so well in New York? Oh, uh, man, I expected him to put up at least like twenty, but what is he averaging 24 25 almost like yeah he's he's really like showing that he's he's that guy you know so um yeah he's he's the best guy also and and wish him like everything that comes his way and by the way speaking of twitter i saw like a couple of months ago uh you were showing love to luca on twitter and so to maybe mm -hmm. put like the the notion to rest that you guys are enemies or anything like that there still seems to be love between you and him am, am i right about that Oh, of course, and uh, you have to respect this guy. He's one of the best players in the world, you know. And, and what he has been doing so far in his career, it's incredible. So, of course, I, I I wish him well, and I wish, as I said, I wish Dallas well. Okay, and finally, um, just curious to get your thoughts on Victor Wembanyama, who's expected to be the number one pick this summer. Um, obviously, you weren't the number one pick, but it felt like you were because of all the attention in New York, and you have a similar frame and. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you make of his game, and, and do you think that he will be successful in the NBA? Man, this guy, I think it's, I think this guy's different. I think he's like, um, he's just like a, oh, he, he's like a superhuman almost, you know, the way he can move, his handles and everything. Um, I saw something that, um, you know, he's like a, he's like a mixture of, a lot of like great players, you know, like he has like handles like KD, you know, and it's for his height. He's even taller than me, seven four. Right. And I don't know if you saw that highlight where he shot the three, like a step back three, and then yes. went to get his own rebound. Like that's insane. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I don't know if ever, you know. So um, I'm very excited to see him in the NBA, and also like, you know, now he's playing and he's playing great. But but like during the summer, I know I remember at that age how how fast you get better, you know, and how fast he's going to keep getting better. It's going to be, I think it's going to be insane. Any advice you'd give him? Mm, I don't know. I think the main thing for him is, is uh, like keeping his body healthy. You know, obviously he's going to have this, like, uh, like if he gets like one small injury, people are going to write him off, you know, like, oh, he's injury probably he's never going to, you know, like it's not going to be like that. Of course he's, you know, going to roll an ankle or something sometimes going to happen. Hopefully never, but but I, I I just wish him like the best health. I think from the stuff that I've seen, some small clips like he's doing a lot of a lot of like good stuff for his body. I think he's gonna be 
he's already like a, way ahead of the game uh, and he has good people around him and and yeah, i just wish him like health and 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 yeah and what i love about him is like the confidence that he has you know what i mean that's super important him coming in um he knows he's the best in that draft class and there's like there's no chance that he's not going number one you know so um i'm excited to to see what he's capable of next season dare i say his game is a little uh unicorn-esque <laughs> yeah no i think he's like an upgraded version of me and many other players um, very, very last thing. I have to ask you an MMA question because I know you're such a big fan. I love when you're tweeting about MMA and whatnot. Uh, I know that you were once a huge Conor McGregor fan. In fact, I think you went to the press conference when it was him and Khabib, that very infamous one. Uh, a, are you still a big Conor fan, even though he's not as active these days? Yeah, of course. Always. You know, I'm always going to, you know, small, like, piece of my heart is going to be like that Conor fan, you know. Um, he's legendary, man. Like, now I think. The more time will, even now already, but the more time will pass, the more people will appreciate him again, you know, for what he did, for his run, like, and we'll see what, what he can do going forward also, you know, so, uh, yeah, no, Connor, Connor, I think, I think maybe UFC will like acknowledge it after, but man, Connor brought the game to like a different level completely, you know, 100%. and I think, um, yeah, I think he's he's he made so many people UFC fans. I used to watch UFC before that for a little bit when John Jones was kind of going through everybody, but then I stopped. But then when Connor came and kind of brought the game, just it exploded. Then then uh, I haven't you know stopped watching since. So I think thanks to him, UFC is what it is right now. I remember you took a photo with Demetrius Johnson one time at Madison Square Garden and the size discrepancy between the two of you. He's fighting this Friday, by the way, in perhaps his last fight ever. I know it's going to be very mm -hmm. late over there where you are, but uh, maybe you could check it out afterwards. Who is your favorite right now? Who's like actively, you know, who's fighting consistently? Who's the guy mm -hmm. that no matter what time it is, you have to watch? Um, I love Hamzat. I love watching him. Um, where is he going to fight next? He's going to be 185 or no? It looks like 185, yeah. Yeah, no more 170, huh? No, although Kamar Usman just came out and said he would like to fight him. And I think he should actually mm. stay at 170, to be honest. I think he's this close to a title shot there. Um, why not? You know, there's not a lot of guys at the top, but mm. it seems like the weight cut is very hard for him. I would love to see yeah. Usman versus Hunter. You think he can though. make it? You think he can make yes. 170? Yeah. Yeah, he just had one slip up, you know? It was just one yeah. time. People act like it was every time. It was right. just once, really, that he missed. But it was just but a big I saw, miss. I saw him on uh, Instagram and he looked. He looks huge, man. He's he huge, so yes. Big. He's huge. Yeah. And him versus Izzy would be tremendous, right? That would be tough, yeah. No way Izzy and Pereira rematch? Not right now. Pereira going up to 205. Oh, who's he, he fighting? Hey, they haven't announced it yet, but he made the announcement oh, okay. that he's done. Um, and I, I would love to see him versus Yuri. Yuri Prochaska, the striking mm -hmm. battle would be mm -hmm. tremendous. First, mm -hmm. we'd probably mm -hmm. get Yuri versus Jamal Hill for the title to unify the belt, but um, or you know to make sure we know who's the man. Yes. But he should probably get a shot soon. But so so Hamzat is your number one. Um, yeah, I think so. Right now, who else am I watching? Is he like is he? Hey, you know what? I, I I'm starting to really love Triple C. Triple I'm C fighting this weekend. Yeah, he's I know, back. I know. Like I watched the countdown a little bit um, yesterday, and. Uh, Man, like how many guys he has trained and helped and um I don't know, and he's kinda I'm glad he's back, you know? I'm glad he's back and So you're and, rooting for uh, him against Aljo? I am, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Going now against the, the New York guy. We see what's going on here. That's crazy. Oh, no, don't tell them. Uh, that's great stuff, man. Thank you so much for doing this, Chris Tapps. I really, really appreciate it. Congrats on a tremendous year. I'm always going to be rooting for you. I always have your back. And whatever you decide to do, uh, good luck this summer. I wish you nothing but the best, except for when you play Canada. I have to, you know, we haven't won anything. So, you know, but then I'm back on the bandwagon no matter what. So I really appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much and all the best to you. Thank you, Ariel. All right. How great was that? The one and only... Chris Stapps, Porzingis on the program. So great to finally speak to him at length. Of course, we had the one conversation on the baseline uh, back in 2019, but this felt a little more real and I enjoyed it so much. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I really do wish him nothing but the best. Has some big decisions to make and I'm really curious to see what he does and and where this Wizards team goes because they have some nice little building blocks. Will he be a part of it? Let's see. It seemed like he was leaning towards opting out in hopes of getting a longer deal, but we shall see. And very excited about the FIBA World Cup as well coming up later this summer. Excited about this program. Hope you've been enjoying everything that we're doing over here. The conversations have been fantastic. Last week, we had White Chocolate, Jason Williams. Uh, We've had the likes of Frank Isola and Action Bronson. Coach of the Year, Mike Brown. Unfortunately, the Kings no longer in the playoffs. Harvey Ayrton on the life and times of the late great willis reed and many others as well so check out the feed and please continue to rate download subscribe and review it means a lot i appreciate it appreciate your support very much thanks to chris Depps. thanks to all of you thanks for listening i'll talk to you next week